Hi, I'm Anna from Ripperoni, and you're listening to the RoboCast. Hello everyone, my name is Samuel It's 64 and welcome back to the RoboCast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy, World of Woodrow, and joining us this week as well is David of Smeg. Hello David, how are you? Hello, I'm, I'm doing alright, I'm, I'm enjoying some late night jazz, you know. Like <laughs> late, late night jazz? It's, it's yeah. definitely, there's it's no the jazz, jazz playing. FM, you know, over here. <laughs> We'll move on quickly. Anna from the Ripperoni team is joining us this week to talk all things Ripperoni and BattleBots. First of all, how Anna, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here. I love talking about robots. I love talking about pizza. Let's get started. There's, there's many pizzas to be discussed, and as Steve is showing off his his pizza is the chosen one shirt. Pizza, um, pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> well, we'll get to that later on uh but first of all i do want to talk a few things about ripperoni and of course your first fight of the season with gruff um interesting fight say the least <laughs> i think it was chaotic a lot of chaotic energy um what happened yeah this one didn't quite work out how we hoped um but basically the attachment that we had on the front was not one solid wedge but it was three smaller wedges and we either drove into a kill saw slot or at some point popped up and landed directly on the one that was right in front. And that was the wedge that was taking all of the weight of the robot. So when that bent, the robot started sitting too low and the weapon just hit the floor. And that's really when we realized that we weren't going to be able to outdrive Gruff anymore. Um, if we can't maneuver with the two wheels and the third point of contact, um, there really wasn't a point in keeping the flywheel going or really trying to make those kinds of maneuverable, um, yeah, just zigzag around. So we decided instead that we were going to blast the weapon at full power and just go full chaos mode <laughs> and see if we could land a lucky shot on Gruff. Um, we knew that maybe if we could come down on them from the top like a wrestler and just really hit one of their critical components, that even if we only had one drive side and the weapon going that we'd be able to get that win but unfortunately that didn't really happen and we we did a lot of fighting with ourselves and fighting with the battle box it was, um, it was just and yeah. the majestic spin across oh the my box goodness so, yeah i mean this is the yeah. things you can't plan for that just sort of happen and become highlightable yeah uh, yeah after like midway through the fight we were like well let's see how far we can take this right like how many times can we hit the weapon how many times can we uh slow down speed back up try again just really test out all of the weak points in the system and try to find what the next point of failure would be after that wedge. So you'll notice that after that fight, um, we started running a different attachment that was much more solid in the front. And that's uh, really why we were able to do well in our later matches. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully avoid keeping putting a ripperoni shaped hole in the floor uh, as you guys bounce <laughs> yourselves towards one of the entry yeah, entryways. <laughs> the yeah, floor think, was not I the same again. <laughs> We we tried to keep that to a minimum, but you know, it's the <laughs> battle it... box. We can't control everything. Oh no, of course not. It's it, it's literally chaos incarnate once those doors close. It's a great thing with um a thing they've started to do with Gruff a lot. I've found is put them against the newbies and see 
how hard they will hit it. And the new heavy Gruff, hitting spinners in particular. Yeah, yeah. Gruff is, tends to hold yeah. up quite well. And so, yeah, it's a really nice testing ground for testing the new spinny thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really excited to fight Gruff. I mean, I thought that their flamethrower would be like a, re- a real good matchup for us. Like there would be a lot of jokes. It would just yeah. be, you know, a fun, good time, which it definitely was. I just wish that we worked a little better and our wedge lasted a little longer. <laughs> yeah, we didn't I mean, get quite the we didn't get to see spicy pizza as much as maybe we no, all wanted to. But, no. you know, another time, another, another time. time. There's plenty yeah. of time. There is plenty of time Um, with that out of the way. Let's talk a little bit about the robot itself. We have asked the listeners and the viewers and whoever else is really interested in this um, crazy monstrosity of a machine to kind of uh, bring some questions to the table for yourself. And we'll start off with Ivan Roy on Facebook and Matt Shark on YouTube asking the same question, which is simply, why a pizza? Um, To be fun. Uh, we actually came up with the name first, the name Ripperoni. Uh, we thought it was a really good name for a robot, like an exclamation when something doesn't go quite your way and you go, ah, Ripperoni. Uh, and then really the only theme fitting of such a name was was Pepperoni Pizza. So that's how we originally came into it. And then once I told the team about it, they got super excited. Um, our art man, Tony D'Ambrosio, designed all of the graphics for it. So he had the idea to make the whole thing look like a pizza box. And then we had the pizza wedge in the front and a big pizza-shaped disc. Um, For this Ripperoni, we have the flywheel casing in the back, which kind of looks like a pizza cutter. So we really tried to (laughs) fully commit once we thought of it. I didn't even associate the pizza cutter kind of motif. Yeah, like, it, it now makes that, sense. That, it now makes so much it's, more sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's just silver. Like, like I just thought, why is it just silver? There you go. <laughs> of course. There you go. Um, was it the weapon lock as well? It was like a breadstick as well. Um, the the breadsticks we have. I guess the hoop is more the one that we actually run in fights is is a painted hoop that mm. um doesn't have the stickers on it because we're worried about the sticker, stickers getting sucked into the belt. So we take the nice, pretty shots with the stickers on the hoop, but we take them off for fights. Mm-hmm. And um, the breadsticks are actually that first wedge attachment that we had three little little wedges and they looked <laughs> like three little breadsticks. Um, so that's what we we call the breadsticks. And then we have this pizza shaped wedge and then we have a much wider one that we call the calzone. Excellent. Super. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Steve, it's very excellent. Yeah. Just adding one, just yeah. before I ask the yeah, question, um, there's it's very uncommon to have pizza as a theme for a robot. I think the only other one that I know of is I think Emmanuel has a small robot called Pizza Cutter. Uh, it's old and it's it. I mean, it's it it it's from ages ago. Was it Pizza Slicer? The name escapes I'm, me. I'm thinking of one, and I think Sam knows of one in the UK. You're thinking you're missing you're missing out the featherweight from the UK Pizza Time. Yeah. That's okay. There you go. Our, our friend Rob. <laughs> we need more pizza robots. That's I'm okay. With. I'm, I'm, we're more food related robots. There's one so coming have, to Norwalk Hammer yeah. later this year. Let me tell you that much. There um, you go. All right. So yeah. next question. Inside yeah. scoop. <laughs> so BattleBots, Papercraft, and Tenny on Discord, and a lot of others asked. What's the story with this unusual shape? Why not fully flat? Why up on one side? Why off-center disc? Elaborate. So we had a lot of ideas for what we wanted to bring to a combat robot. Uh, One of those things was the flywheel. Another was um, this custom weapon motor that was designed and built for us by one of our teammates. And several other things that we decided instead of taste testing them in isolation, that we should put 
everything that we think is going to push the boundary into one robot all at once. Uh, and the original idea was let's just do everything together and then see what sticks. But uh, as we've seen, it seems like there is some magic in all of these different things that don't seem like they should go together, but do. Um, really, the, the flywheel and the weapon motor, we, we only have one of each of those systems. And in order to make the robot easy to work on, we wanted to keep those systems close together and keep them close to the batteries. So normally, if you wanted a symmetric robot, you would have to try to balance your components. But we decided to just put everything in the middle and then shift the weapon over instead. And that proved to be really awesome for serviceability. Uh, like all the wire paths are short. It's really easy to access everything. And it makes that right side a lot smaller and a lot simpler. Uh, it's completely isolated from the left half, actually. They're totally their own systems. So there's no cascading failures. There's no nightmare wiring harness that runs between the two halves. Um, it ended up being really, really easy to work on. And after that, we just leaned further and further into the ridiculous shape. Um, we tilted that right half to make it so that um, all of the low hitting robots just wouldn't be able to hit it. We've had weight issues on Ripperoni. Scraping up 25 pounds for the flywheel meant that that weight had to come out of something else. So anytime we could skip armoring a component, we would try to do that. So by lifting it, that meant that we didn't have to armor the front of it. And then, of course, the two different sized wheels, uh, because one side is lifted and the other side is kind of on the ground, the easiest way to solve that is to have two different sized wheels. So as we were um, planning different models of Ripperoni, we 3D printed a bunch of small ones to see exactly what geometries we liked. Uh, we just get, kept getting wilder and wilder until we said, yeah, that's crazy enough to work. <laughs> I like it. I like the yeah. kind of approach. And just before we move on to the next question, um, one of the people that asked this question, Battlebots Papercraft, uh, it, on the day we're recording this, technically speaking, it is his mm -hmm. birthday. So happy birthday. Oh, Tom. yeah. So, happy yeah. birthday. There's your present. You <laughs> ask your go. question yeah. to Team Ripperoni. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. T or at TBC Hailstone on Twitter asks two questions. Um, the first one is what encouraged you to take up the mantle as team captain with regards to the development of Ripperoni from the past work you and the MIT team put into Uppercut? We'll start with that. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, everybody knows that Uppercut didn't compete this year. Uh, the team captain of Uppercut moved away. So we live in Boston. He lives on the West Coast now. So those of us who are still living in Boston after the last Uppercut season, we're thinking that maybe we should do our own thing and try to um, just keep who is here. Like, this is a hardware project. Everybody really needs to be in the same room to debug. So instead of continuing to do the two coast thing that we had been doing in the past, we decided to venture out on our own. And we all kind of had our roles that we wanted to play. Like um, Austin, who designed the weapon motor, he said that you know he really wanted to focus on doing the weapon motor. Um, Fred Moore from the Valkyrie team who joined us, he really likes developing his drive systems. So it kind of just made sense that I was the person who was able to take on the kind of more systems engineering role. And then um, I built the subscale Ripperoni, um, the original 30 pounder. So when it came time to apply, it kind of, 
I was naturally already in that position. Mm-hmm. Be kind of daunted, like kind of going being the one in front of the camera, because obviously it's very different from being, yeah. you know, kind of a team member on a team. It's, it's you know, it's mm-hmm. obviously this, the experience is very similar, but then obviously you've also got to set aside this whole I've got to go and speak to cameras for hours and hours on end whilst at filming. Yeah. Was that kind of we've gotten a few takes on this too? Because mm-hmm. a lot of builders who have been on teams and then have become the captains realize it's like a uh, it's it's a whole different world. But I'll let you go. Yeah, it was it was definitely a lot more than I was expecting. Um, I'm I'm pretty comfortable presenting like PowerPoints and things like that. So I thought that that would be able to kind of kind of take me take me to success on being a captain. But it definitely <laughs> took a lot more a um, lot more time and a lot more energy to really think about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to work that into my schedule of doing my work and also balancing representing the team in that way. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really not only tough. that. They sort of um, took a few captains, including yourself, out to be interviewed boxside this season as well. Which, yeah, um, yeah, that's it, it's another part <laughs> of the day taken out where you're in front of camera doing a whole different job again, like commentary on a completely different fight and stuff. Yeah. Um, and not being able to work on the robot in the meantime while doing yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, I have to get really good at figuring out uh, who I can dispatch on my team to do different tasks that can work can keep moving while I'm not necessarily there. Mm -hmm. The second question asked was, how much does Ripper only share with Uppercut insofar as guts or design or that sort of thing? Um, Really nothing. Uh, The only thing that we kept actually was the the diameter of the weapon. Uh, Really? That's the only thing? That's the only thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The thickness of the weapon is different. The way the geometry that mounts the bearings and the hub completely different. Um, Austin, who originally designed the motors for Uppercut, designed a brand new motor for Ripperoni. Um, really, really, we changed everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he brought knowledge. That's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. You know, you go yeah. to you go back to the drawing board and say, you know, let's let's just com- go do a completely different design and just separate it completely from the mm-hmm. other robot. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, it's big... also one of those. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's okay. um, a big motivator was that we wanted to solve all of the problems Uppercut had. That was really why we wanted to set out into this venture. Um, like we wanted to make everything to be really specific to exactly how this robot functions. So the flywheel helps it balance so that it uh, doesn't lift a wheel while turning, mm-hmm. which was a huge problem on Uppercut. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the other design choices stem from that. Um, like most of the chassis is made of plastic to make weight for that flywheel. Um, the weapon has to be a disc because there's no self-writing mechanism. There's no little ears like Uppercut or Monsoon has that it can tip backwards on. It has to be a disc so that um, it can ride on that and flip itself back over. Uh, like if it was a bar, it would just get stuck. So, um, yeah, it's really it's really a completely different machine. Mm. It's interesting because obviously, you know, a lot of people kind of drew comparison to obviously yourselves and Uppercut. Obviously, you were on the Uppercut team. And it's it, it's interesting that you kind of say, well, actually, they share very little. Obviously, there's DNA, but like there's not, it's not the, you know, the closest, you know, relatives, mm. so to speak. That's interesting. Charlie Herbert on Facebook, a friend of the podcast, asks, were you at all worried about being labeled as a joke bot by people at first? Or were you confident the robot would be able to quell this mm. misconception? Is, was it oh. Battle Royale again? Or who knows? <laughs> That was definitely a little bit of a worry, but I actually think it was a huge advantage because when we first showed up, uh, you know, people saw us, they were like, oh, the pizza, it's silly, you know, 
keep moving. Um, and then we were able to kind of sneak in uh, and no one saw us coming and people weren't really prepared. And especially after our first fight, I think people thought that it was a cool fight, but they were like, oh, well, this is still an experimental system. It's going to have bugs. And then, you know, all, all of a sudden we, we start doing kind of good. I do get the feeling that was mostly the case, except for perhaps the production team who kind of mm drew more comparisons with Uppercut than maybe they should have done because, you know, you the fight lineup that Ripperoni has had as a rookie robot this year is unforgiving. It's a bit like, stacked, isn't it? Endgame, the number one overall seed. Copperhead, who's a known destroyer of worlds. Um, Gruff, who's an absolute tank. Uh, who was the fourth? Hijinx. Hijinx, Hijinx yeah. Which is like... You know, the worst not, case yeah. scenario of, of robot style, a huge yeah. horizontal spinner yeah. like that, like right on our disc, which also has a huge lever arm. Mm. Uh, if they I... hit us just right, you know, we knew that that could be a, a weapon shattering. Nightmare. You wouldn't have any experience with uh, that kind of a bot hitting a bot of yours. No. <laughs> and flying clean not out of the one. arena. No. <laughs> Hey, sometimes you throw someone out of the arena and sometimes you get stuck in the kill slots yourself. You know, <laughs> right. that's just how it is. Absolutely. Um, we kind of touched on the last question before the fight itself a little bit earlier on. Um, a user called MW on YouTube asks, how did you find uh, drive reduction ratios that perfectly suited the two different size wheels? Was it calculation or trial and error? Um, so actually, um, one wheel is just twice the size of the other one. And it makes the math pretty easy. Um, right. So I actually both sides use the same drive motors and the same first stage reduction. The only thing that's different is the second stage reduction, which is the sprocket chain to the axle. One side's got a bigger sprocket than the other. That's it. Good deal. Very that's serviceable, it. easy to figure out. And even though it looks strange. Most of the components, most of the components are swappable. Really just that last stage is the only thing that changes. The I know for a fact. The wheels really are cool. even the same. Um, yeah. David, um, wait, I want to bring up Lego Ripperoni because I know <laughs> that. What you mean, this one? <laughs> this one here, yeah. Because yeah, I know this was, a, this was a lot of trial and error. Drive reduction <laughs> wasn't that easy on yours. <laughs> it was uh, interesting to say the least. But it drives with a straight line at long last, Yay. so it's all good now, wasn't it? And there's even the sticker underneath, so it's all good. Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh. Keep your eye out for that in LEGO Wars Series 4 when that rolls around. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll have some more questions later on uh, when we get to your fight, which is actually... Pretty pretty soon, actually. Pretty soon. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> straight away. Well, suddenly, it's here. I was going to say one more thing about go the design. It. Go that, for it. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. With it, with it being so asymmetrical and, and the wheels being different and everything, uh, it was actually really freeing because not having to worry about symmetry and not having to worry as much about having to share components meant that we could really make each side exactly what it needed to be to fit the components that it needed. So we were able to share some things, but if we saw that it would be too difficult to share something, we would immediately say, okay, they're going to have different mounts on each side. Doesn't matter. Just make it exactly how it has to be on both sides to make sure that it is always easy to take apart, put together. There's only one way to take it apart or put it together. You know, either it's something reversible or it just doesn't fit. Um, but yeah, it was uh, really nice to just have the freedom to design whatever we wanted on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. And also makes, like you said, it makes repairability not only easy, but like 
when, when you're in crunch time and matches are coming up, it's nice to take some of the, the thought out of having to make sure that parts actually go together where if everything has its one spot, it's, it's less of mental gymnastics. Uh, when it's the one that the times crunches down, especially when, you know, fights are coming up or the tournament or such, a, such a things come around, you never know. Uh, and you never know what's going to get thrown your way. Uh, exactly. But, uh, we yeah. put a lot of complexity into the design of the, the big CNC components. Like the whole chassis is pretty much made out of billet machined UHMW. So everything is pocketed out exactly like it needs to be. And then you look at it and you basically immediately see, oh, this is battery shaped. The batteries must go in there. Um, everything is just goes in from the top. Everything has its own little corner. And even though those components were really uh, time consuming, expensive to make, uh, it really made it worth it in the end where mm. it's simple to put together. Ripperoni less related to uppercut and more related yeah. to a tangram puzzle. Or operation. <laughs> but it's... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, well, we'll start with the fights, shall we? And obviously, fight number one of the episode was, was, was yourself. Fight, fight number one of the episode was the last fight of the best night of Robot <laughs> And our voices were already destroyed after... Yeah, there, there was damage like, after several Tantrum fights. Hydra, Hypershock yep. Whiplash, Rotator Jackpot. Just three to mention that came a few fights before whatever the hell happened here. Well, so... <laughs> You ever play with, uh, if you've ever worked in construction, have you ever played with like toggles, toggle bolts, and like you can put them in the wall and then they snap open and then you can't pull them back out again? Yeah. Like wall anchors? Basically. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. losing at the game of end, operation. End game. Well, we learned how that works let's, today. Let's, let's run it back a little bit first. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Anna, <laughs> you, you, you walk into BattleBots, obviously, you get given all four fights this season instead of, you know, the usual one at a time. You see on your schedule, end game. <laughs> What's the first thought that goes through your head when you see end game in your schedule? Um. All right. Cool. So we're gonna lose that one. Moving <laughs> <on>. <laughs> like, we we kind of discussed this with the with, with the behind the bots guys. Actually, we kind of spoke to them a little bit and kind of said, you know, I saw this as a as a win win for you guys. If you win the fight amazing absolute you know unbridled scenes you limbs in the crowd the number one chat. exactly uh, you know, like the, number yeah. one overall seed exactly there's there's you know and then if you lose it well you lost to end game of course you did yeah. like you were supposed to right yeah um talk us through the preparation and the fight itself because this i mean you saw your reaction afterwards I mean, <laughs> not just, just hers everyone the whole the whole stadium <laughs> box everybody yep. the the chance of pizza they were <laughs> I can still loud <laughs> and they went on if you listen to the, the clip on ages the yeah. battlebots released and especially with headphones you can absolutely hear the crowd chanting it's, pizza throughout it's I have tried to listen out for our pizzas in particular on that side yeah yeah stick, it's just it's incredible and yeah Go on, I don't, I just... Yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely how we felt as well. Is we saw them on the schedule and we said, "All right, well, we have to put up a good fight. Like we mm -hmm. we have to do something interesting. We know they're going to bring it. Like we we can't just go into the box and not work." And actually, that turned out to be a super stressful day for us. Behind the scenes, we had like I want to say three battery fires that day. Um, uh. We pretty much after the fight with Gruff, we discovered that we had a bad batch of batteries. And oh. we had not discovered this during testing because we had never run the batteries at such a high stress state. But after the batteries had like tumbled around in the robot a little bit, they just started exploding. And they weren't even exploding 
like in the robot in the test box, they were literally exploding in our hands. Like Ugh. we would touch a battery and it would just detonate. And after the first explosion happened after the gruff fight, the other two happened that morning. And we knew that we had to fight Endgame that day. We didn't have drive batteries. We were absolutely frazzled. We couldn't figure out, was it something that we were doing? Were these just bad? Were all of our batteries bad? How do we know which ones are going to be good? Um, is there any way to figure it out? Are we just going to get into the box and explode? And, you know, that's it? That, you know, we, we really didn't want that to happen. Um, fortunately, uh, Ricky from Mammoth had very, very similar batteries that we were able to use. And, you know, we asked all of the teams around for help. We were really hoping that somebody had some. And Ricky did. Ricky had something that we were able to use. So we had to spend some time reworking our wiring harnesses to be able to uh, to be compatible with those because the connections were different. The lengths were different. So we were frantically soldering inside the robot, trying to take apart as little as possible. So we'd be able to just do this repair quick, get in the test box. We tried it out. We think, all right, this is our saving grace. Like we've pushed back the fight as long as we possibly can. Endgame is already waiting for us. Mm. If we don't go right now, we're going to have to forfeit. We now know so, why this was the last fight of the night. This, <laughs> this makes a lot more sense. They, they did two just... main events in this session, like before uh -huh. this. And we were like, Okay, well, I can see why they're putting Endgame last, but no, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. so it was, I mean, we slapped the tops on and just immediately ran to the box. Like, we were already on adrenaline all day, and of course, like, I had the camera in my face already yeah. that day trying to solve this problem while trying to give any kind of coherent interview. <laughs> So tensions were really high, you know, this was this was a very high stress situation. And um, after the fight, I think, I, you know, it's like you've just been running for so long, off. you don't feel yeah. your legs and then you just stop and you're like, I don't what what now? <laughs> right. <laughs> a quick trip to the bar afterwards, I think is, is urgently needed after that, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I want to talk as well about the little forks because that was just beautiful. Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The little plastic dinner forks. All, I mean... As much as you were stressed oh, getting the robot meta. getting the robot together, that was a beautiful touch, and I think everyone enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and then End Endgame drives down the kill yeah. source. Endgame slot. tries to box Gevin's rush. Time, isn't it? Why did yeah. Why did they do that? <laughs> why did they do it? They so, didn't need to. Go on, David, because yeah. I I don't know what I don't know what right. you think I'm going to say. <laughs> so we we were just we were sitting with uh, Chris and Lindsay from Bow and the Bots for the like oh, most yes. of these fights. Yeah, they came over to just hang out because they so had just time. before the fight started for this. We we saw Devin what Endgame brought out. Yeah, because they they had the really long fork attachments, and, and we were well. confused. We were like. Well, that makes absolutely no sense because you know you got the one side up. That yeah, surely you can just get under the other side with normal forks, right? But mm -hmm. sure, we'll go with this. And I, I just turn to Chris and Lindsay and just say, Joe, one day long forks, people will realize that something will go wrong with them, and it, it'll end a fight for somebody really early on. Fight starts, end game, drive straight down, kills or start. I'm like, <laughs> like not even two seconds in, immediately. Yeah. Just immediate, it was, it, the just, immediate karma was amazing oh, to see. Right. Yeah, you know, like, what did I say? Plus of Ripperoni is just the confusion. <laughs> yeah, People know what they were looking at. Like, and it was I the extra that that was... barb sections on the on the forks yeah. that got them real stuck in there because yeah, that, they couldn't. That's what, 
then that's get what I was saying earlier, again. where like where you where you put a, a wall anchor in the wall and it it I mean the only way to get it out is to undo the bolt and then you lose the wall anchor. But the problem is they couldn't undo it. It was it was really hey, Rip good did and it. stuck in there. Rip Rody really did with it. excellent sportsmanship and definitely not just <laughs> well, free hits so, the back end of Endgame. We'll, we'll I mean, that. even even as you saw us, right? We come in from the front and we hit them. And uh -huh. they move in the slot. Yeah, like, yes. we, you know, the first hit, we were like, yeah, let's try to get them free. Like, we want to, you know, we want to hit endgame. We want to see what happens. Yes. And then we try to free them and they, they're still stuck. And then we're like, oh, okay, well, well, now if they're really going to let us line it up, <laughs> okay. then we're going to go back. There was a question about this. Oh, so here we go. The question comes from a guy called George DeLorean on YouTube who asks, was there a motive? What was the motivation behind giving Endgame the hit to free them? Was you were you at all tempted just to leave them and just take the win? Like I, I you don't seem that kind of team. You seem like you kind of you know you're there for a well, good you time. You go to battle time. Bots to fight, not no, stare I, at each but other. But like, it's a team yeah. about pizza, Sam. You've hit the ballroom you, dancing. You hit them once, like that's technically a fight. You can take the win, like it's and then you know I'm sure no one would have said not anything. The UK and wait, see. No, no, my, my point <laughs> wow. is more. My point is more, like... I mean, Ripperoni was not necessarily there to win. Ripperoni no. was there to slap. Yeah, we were a lot <laughs> more interested did. in just pummeling robots than we were in um, technically improving our stats. You know, winning Quite is right. great, of course. We're always trying to win. But um, really, our motivation for building a robot with such a ridiculous weapon is to use it. So... Yeah. Of, of course, especially when they were teed up so nice. What nicely. a prime opportunity, target. right? Yeah. How could you not take that shot against easily the number one rated heavyweight in the world at this moment? There's, yeah. there's, this, there's a great shot. There's, there's a few great photos from Endgame going around um, with the kind of the, the split in the chassis. Just, mm -hmm. You did a number on that we, So we, so we did a tour of the pits of, like a couple of days after this, or it might have been the day after this. Um, and we was, popped yeah. over to see the end game pits just on the off chance. And Jack um, very kindly took us for a tour of the Ripperoni damage. And my God, there there's just a bucket of bits. It's like, like, this is broken. This is broken. Yeah, this is unusable. This is we shan't use this again. That's yeah. dead. <laughs> Put that on eBay later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and um, I say, there are, there are items on eBay right now if you want to buy them. But it's, yeah. it's well, the I'm glad that... we'll both make some money back. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the fact that the you get them out of the slot, they come back down straight onto the weapon as well, which is never a good thing for them. And then the game of geometries, you think, okay, well, we're going to see the game of geometries here. And then Ripperoni just gets them again and again. And it's just like, hang on a minute. <laughs> sure, they were stuck a second ago, but Ripperoni is winning this fight on its own merit now. Yeah. Teaching them to the, not eat pizza with a fork. Stick out. That's yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the whole idea behind Ripperoni was how do you make a big vert competitive? How do you make it drive maneuverably, but still keep all of that power, all of that reach and be able to, you know, fight it against robots that are, you know, technically the meta, right? Mm -hmm. So we were really excited to see what would happen when we went up against a, a very classic tried and true, fully fleshed out robot design. And it worked. I mean, the the we saw the kind of partially saw the effect of the counter rotating flywheel. Mm -hmm. that, that, there was that great you know little clip that you did in episode one, I think, um, 
where they kind of explain why you've done it. And, you know, we kind of, we kind of saw a little bit against Gruff. Obviously, you had to turn it off to save battery, I think it was, because you, you said about spinning the weapon up for uh, the whole fight. We saw it a lot more in this fight where, you know, yeah, it, the, a... the, the, the turns are just like, it, it, it's kind of... The way I describe it is like when I saw Beta for the first time using its magnets, and it just, it, 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 there's no recoil, and it, it, like, it looks wrong. This looks wrong when it moves. Like, where's the, where is the, the wibble? There's nothing. The physics are missing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you put it on the move. We've gotten just... so used to how verts yeah. drive that seeing mm. something like this drive as, as flat as it, it is, but such a off, such a it? chonker of a weapon is just, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. That technical click. term, Steve. <laughs> I, I've got plenty. We're very good. At, we're, we're, we're that, good at that also wasn't something that we were actually able to test before we got to no. competition. No. We had. No tested all of the systems in isolation, but we never had everything done at the same time to be able to run it all together. And we never ran the weapon at full power, you know, hitting things because it's it's just dangerous. Mm -hmm. We ran it at like half power in a parking lot. We tried to knock around some tires. Um, that, was, that was a lot of fun. It was a good test, but you know, we were still worried that like, because it's self-writing mechanism mm -hmm. is to, uh, basically re-roll right like it just slaps the slaps itself over and then something happens and it lands in a new position and eventually yeah. it will land on its feet um that's just too much of an unknown to do in an uncontrolled environment mm -hmm. so we were really gentle with the testing mm -hmm. um so this and then the fight against gruff we didn't quite get to showcase what we wanted to showcase so this fight was really the first time that everything was working at a hundred percent and the flywheels uh, that we had professionally balanced, they actually met us at the competition. So we had previously spun them up, discovered some um, design flaws, and then had to redesign the flywheels, remachine them, have them sent out for balancing, and they met us in Vegas. So the first time we spun up a flywheel on the robot was right there. Crazy. Absolutely crazy, and <laughs> I mean, and this this is why you spend months to design these things. Is even with all the planning and all the dedication to get these things put together, it could still come down to the last minute. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, it's, we we it's got remarkable. the call that we were as a rookie team. We didn't know that we were going to be accepted until really late in the game. We got the call in late July, uh, telling us that we were invited. So Ooh. realistically, that left. August, September to design, build, order, test, everything. You know, and that's not much of September because obviously, yeah, you've got to send it as well. Yeah. Absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. Yeah. It was um, a really tight, tight turnaround. Yeah. There's lots of great hits in this fight. Uh, mm -hmm. There's just multiple moments in this fight where the end game just can't quite reach you. And that's that, that's the advantage of having the disc so far out when I mean, we've seen this with bots. Like uh, with Witch Doctor is a very good example of putting their putting their disc out further and just foregoing the wedge game. Death Roll, very good example when they first came around mm -hmm. the second time they came around where they really made their burst onto the scene. It's just this big disc out the front that just has so much bite. Uppercut, another very good example. Uh, but it's just it just wore and came down. And even when they would get pops on you, you'd 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 just somehow squirrel away where you, you your disc would hit the floor. And then it's almost like you would parry away. Uh, in such a way that like it almost looked like drunken boxing where like it looks like I'm beating myself up or it looks like I'm 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 you know I don't know where where I'm going or where I'm going to end up next but 
no matter like, what, I mean, you should see the other guy. Yeah, you should see the other guy in the end game crawled to a halt. And I, 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 I mean, I, we, we've talked about it before, but I, I'm, I'm sure you couldn't believe the the way that this fight ended. Uh, yeah, after, I mean, after the after the whole day that you've just told us. <laughs> I mean, Rip Ronnie took damage too. We really oh, yeah. took a hit on our larger wheel, um, mm -hmm. which was uh, that—that's just the nature of the of the beast with this kind of robot. Um, there's drawbacks to having enclosed wheels. There's drawbacks to having exposed wheels. So we chose exposed for weight reasons mostly. Uh, we just don't have any weight to spare to armor those wheels. Um, so we took a really big hit on the right one. That wheel was pretty toasted. I think we were still trying to walk around with the other one. But um, if they hadn't gotten stuck and not been able to get out of their, you know, chassis bent position, um, <laughs> that could have been a different fight. Absolutely. We'll talk a bit more about your other fights a bit later on, uh, which are coming up. Uh, Steve, next fights for Endgame, who we got coming up for them? I feel really bad for Hypershock <laughs> because now they have to go up against an end game that has a chip on their shoulder after out after this blood. fight. Yeah. We've yeah, already we seen did, this we match. We didn't up. want to remind Jevin about that at, at the yeah. time because we were it's just shouting good. pizza and losing our it's voices. But, yeah, uh... Hypershock sitting at one and one is. Uh, well, we'll see if they well, can maybe maybe they can get lucky and sweep as, the win out. And his end game at this point. Yeah, I know. End game also at two one and one teams needing another win on the to get anywhere to be fair um yeah. who would have thought who would have thought jeez <laughs> jeez let's talk about and some more fights I, shall we yeah just just yeah, the chanting of pizza going long into the night both in the arena in the yeah. pits yeah there's like, oh, that, the and that, bars, great, that great shot as well after, vegas that great shot afterwards right as well in, in the pits it's just it's just very wholesome as yes. well it, everyone just you know it was obviously the star child team as well joining in it was that was wonderful to see and uh it's always good to see like big upsets and I, the, the pits are all watching we, we we do know that like for big fights like this we do know that everyone you know stops because they want to see they want to see the fight uh especially ones you know especially this last fight of the day as well like yeah. yeah definitely and i mean this kind of stuff like anything can happen in battle bots i think oh, yeah. that's the fun of it is that every time you go into the box there's a chance that you are gonna win and every once in a while, it does happen that uh, you pull off an upset. So that that was, it was absolutely crazy. We were so excited. And I mean, we were, like I said, just hoping to put up a good showing to really prove that our technology works, that this flywheel idea, even if it's not fully fleshed out and it sounds like a jet engine, that, that it does something. <laughs> and then and then it worked. And we all just couldn't believe it, that it all came together, that Nothing caught, the batteries didn't catch on fire. That too, yes. N nothing exited the robot. Like, Thanks, we were Ricky. ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, we praise Ricky on this one. I think, though, we can all agree. Pizza. 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 <laughs> Fight two. Switchback versus Death Roll. Speaking of bots with reach. Well, yes. uh, both of them, in a way. Much more like it from Death Roll. I think, mm -hmm. you know. I think coming up against something that wasn't as particularly dangerous something as Cobalt. Something that wasn't Cobalt, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Almost, you know, it's almost as if Cobalt's really, really good. Um, <sighs> not the switchback is, obviously switchback had a great first fight as well against Banshee, but it, it, it just didn't stand a chance against Death Roll. Death Roll, much more like it in this fight. 
Mm. Switchback's got a an interesting problem to assess going forward. Uh, it, it seems like that weapon's a little too far back on that arm. I don't know how you would stick it out farther, but it just doesn't seem to get the bite uh, that that you that you'd hope it would get. And it really never spun up really well in this fight. Uh, really never spun up to full bore. Uh, no, they've got they've still got I think. Yeah, and they've Death Roll was just on them. Yeah, from 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 the word go. It yeah. was classic uh, Death Roll. Yeah. It was. I mean, this is another team gunning for a win because they obviously lost their first one, so they're not going to give Switch back an inch because, um, you know, this is the one they should, in theory, win. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, th this was just all all death roll all the time, and Switchback didn't really have a chance to breathe and not even a chance to work out what was going wrong on the robot before everything was going wrong on the robot and. <laughs> Yeah, it, it all was compounded. nice to see that uh, Deferal were on the right hat, right side of using the pulverizers to their advantage instead of yes. getting pinned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Anna, obviously a robot which not dissimilar to yours in Death Roll, but um, is it strange seeing a robot that's essentially now three years old and hasn't had much change to it doing as well as it is doing still? Uh, no, I absolutely love Death Roll. This is a fantastic robot again. Love the big vert game. And it's really cool if you line up like Death Roll, Monsoon, Uppercut, and now Ripperoni. Um, like it, it's clear that they, they've all taken inspiration from each other. And it's really awesome to see like where where all of everything come, came from. Like mm -hmm. this is where we first got the ideas to start building big verts. Mm -hmm. So um, absolutely a big fan of Death Roll, and their their theme is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love a commitment to the theme. Mm -hmm. um, I believe they do have a hub motor drive, which mm -hmm. I love that kind of simplicity. That's excellent. Yeah. If I recall correctly, they're, they're, they're like scooter motors or something like, like yeah, that. Hoverboard motors, yeah. yeah. I do remember seeing that when they first came back with this, uh, when they when they went on the run back in, what was it, 20... Well, I think they had the hoverboard, hoverboard uh, motors for 2016 as well, I want to say. Yeah, but that was a, that, that was a different time. That was a different was. time when Shredderator was still still a thing, to be feared, and it still <laughs> is sometimes. <laughs> but, and it had a tail, it had a lot more, had a lot more pieces to bite, uh, yeah. and it didn't have the, the Crocodile Dundee uh, severed arm, which clearly is... Got mystical powers. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I've had a long work day, so you're going to get the weird stuff. Steve has lost uh, a lot. You've had a long <laughs> yeah, work you're day. You're the one who's had the yeah, more honestly. sleep than us, you know? <laughs> it's, in terms of switchback as well, I, I will say, it, I think you kind of mentioned it earlier, Steve, with the, the lack of reach. I think, you know, they, they went for the kind of full fork setup, didn't they? And mm -hmm. um, as we kind of saw, not dissimilar with, with Endgame, it kind of just struggled to... It kind of impeded it. We've said it a few times before, but it does happen every now and then. You know, the forks impede the kind of weapon and essentially just kind of leaves them a bit. Uh, kind of works counterintuitively. You know, yeah. you think it should get up underneath the other robot because Death Roll, as we've said before, has zero fork game. They just mm -hmm. go with what they have, and if they don't get underneath you, they'll they'll hit you or flip and spin like a quarter, and then just you know pop right back out and true, hopefully true you know rebound yeah. through chaos mode. Yeah. Uh, and it worked. It definitely worked out for them this time. But yeah, switchback is a uh, is is going back to uh, going back to the pits and thinking about what went wrong in this fight to mm. make sure it doesn't happen again because it it really never had a shot. No, I mean switchback is also such a cool design. Yeah. Uh, there, are, I I gotta praise any other team that's trying to break the meta that's trying to do something different. Oh yeah. Um, it's just really tough once you have more complicated systems. Uh, you just have less weight to play with. So maybe they can't have 
a weapon that's as big as something they would want because they have to put in so much more mechanism than mm -hmm. other robots would. Um, that type of balance is is really tricky, and I'm I'm rooting for switchback. I hope they figure yeah. it out. I still see yeah, a world definitely. in which yeah. this robot does well. Like when I was at this point in the competition, seeing this fight, obviously I I won't reveal anything that's happened. Um, but no, not yeah, it. I, I'm I'm still hopeful, or I was still hopeful that switchback could in this form do the business because it looks so good it's such a vast improvement to last year's i know sam doesn't quite agree but um... I, no, I, I, <laughs> we'll keep calling sam out it, it looks it is a better robot 100 percent. i just prefer the old one i don't know why it just does it for me um steve yes who's Bites. next for these two yeah so switchback has to go back to the drawing board but uh as soon as they come back out they have to fight up against ominous who are looking for blood uh, Owen won Ominous uh, looking to get a win, and they looked pretty impressive uh, their first time out. Hopefully, they got the uh, self writer working this time, and you know, and they don't get stuck. Hopefully, don't get stuck against. Yeah, hopefully, they don't get stuck in a way where they do the thing against the wall. Mm. Uh, and then Death Roll has to go against another creature of the deep, or the not the deep, but like mammoths don't swim. Uh, so yeah, how do, how do you know <laughs> they might? I I never been there. Let, let me but, let me uh, check the type chart Pokemon again. Do crocodiles we'll, uh, we'll hmm. That's what we need to know. Yeah, yeah. look up what's pillows. Does pillows swine swim? Maybe. Uh, but yeah, mammoth on one looking oh, for a win, and you know, trying to. <laughs> anyway, but yes, so we're looking for. But both teams looking for you know, you know, going forward. Back. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Moving swiftly on, um, avoiding any. Mamma Swine drama. <laughs> Captain this, Shredderator versus. Gonna, I'm, not, I'm not slipping over Mamma Swine drama or whatever that was. It's going to be a recurring Move on. Thing. Move on. It's been a long day. Yeah. This fight has sparked some serious. <sighs> Unpleasantness. This was, on, it was one of the fights of all time. It, it was. It was indeed. <laughs> it truly was. And it has sparked some unpleasantness on, online. Uh, I've seen a few unsavory comments about this fight in particular about uh hijinks in particular now when i saw this fight the first time i i kind of thought well do you know what that fight was really really rubbish and mm. it was it was not a good fight at all you know hijinks span up did well you know did got some hits off shredder i don't know what brian was doing driving just straight into the upper deck that was strange but again shredder is a, a strange beast to control anyway so they often it seems like they often have trouble finding where the front of that robot is even with the fact that like it lights it's, up there's a reason it's why gigabyte has a massive great pole sticking out the top yeah even they struggle yeah. Yeah. yes so, even even those who are colorblind can tell which side of the robot look, kind of well uh, it, it was about this point the of the competition colors. where i realized that gigabyte had two colors on it so <laughs> we won't question it a full a full body spinner was actually the first type of battle bot that I ever worked on in high school. Um, mm -hmm. My friends who I still work on the robots with uh, that we um, so my friends from high school are the people who I'm building robots with now. Uh, our first robot that we worked on was a full body spinner, and that's exactly what we did: was two LED strips, mm -hmm. um, a blue one and a red one, to try to figure out which way is the front. But even then, after a hit. It takes yeah. a minute to figure mm. out which way the robot is facing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I stage the, the periscopes yeah. Yeah. on I believe the periscope on um Bloodsport and Gigabyte, those are for self-writing. Mm -hmm. So yes. those are also, you know, you you're not really sure if it's looking this way or this way. No. Um, you really need 
a lot of visual indication on these kinds of robots to be able to tell which way is the front. But of course, you also want to armor it. So it's really difficult. Um, mm. I do like this style of robot. I think it's a lot of fun. But mm. those kinds of frustrations are what led me to building other kinds of robots now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something that you know where its forward heading is. Yeah, uh, yeah. You could see fully where the front of it is yeah. instead of like in the, the heat pizza. of the moment thinking. It's yeah. that big it's like a pizza. pizza on the front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... This we saw that with Gigabyte's match. first fight too, you know. But this yeah, is, yeah. yeah, this well, is well, such a rough match. I mean, well, Captain Shredder faced Tombstone last year, and right. Tombstone caught fire. And mm -hmm. hijinks must be coming into this thinking, this is a terrible match for us. Right. We're up, we're up a creek. Yeah. You know, my, my, what are we going to do? My, my point was more like, you know, hijinks kind of, you know, it is winning the fight, and then it just it, it high centers, but it, it, something happens to hijinks. It's must, very, very unusual. I'm imagining that the the. the must have bent in a weird way or it was get... caught on the floor or something yeah, I, yeah. I don't know but like i don't understand why people kind of you know went straight in and were like oh you know hijinks is terrible it just broke down like I'll, don't get I'll me refer wrong to the p1 team previously who said um the most inspirational line i think i've ever heard in robot combat sometimes it do be like that. it, it do but also <laughs> yeah. like it it, it there's no team that's gonna be more frustrated or no people that's gonna be more frustrated this than Jen Orion and that team because like it's they had the fight pretty much done. You know, Captain mm -hmm. Shredderator was not spinning, it was having no. issues, and they must have been absolutely gutted because it, we, I know we kind of said it a couple of times already, you know, we're waiting for that big hijinks performance because it's it's kind of it's flirted with it before, it's all you know, it's always kind of promised a lot and not quite delivered and it, it's getting there it's getting there slowly you know when it's first fight ah back to square one again it, it, it's it's, strange. So, it's frustrating for me and I, I know they're going to be exactly the same watching this fight back it's it's very strange to watch hijinks just slowly and slowly get like its energy sapped from it it's almost like its batteries were running low uh, where it just slowly during the fight it just seems to just ground and ground and ground and then just to a point where it just slows to a stop and then that's the end of it. Uh, I'm sure it's not that simple. I'm sure something on the inside was very unhappy because uh, it doesn't look like it's stuck on anything. And it's not yes. touching the floor. And I think I, that makes me think it must have been high centered and maybe one side of drives dead. But it, it's such a strange. Uh, and that's another thing about the battle bots. Never the battle box never being fully flat and it never will be, <laughs> you know, no. even, even even to the fact where it was, you know, pristine at the beginning of the, of the event. You can't expect that to go throughout the whole event. And with hijinks and I know I brought it up before. It's such a wide bot and with so much weight of the weapon centralized. It's almost like it makes the robot bow a little bit, mm -hmm. even just even if microscopically. But even that little bit I mean, can make it that much harder to get traction. Robot Wars, uh, we saw um, a robot called PP3D, yeah. and it, it had an undercutting, big under, undercutting disc, and that used to ground against the floor semi-regularly, and, and the wheels were not, not too dissimilar from early Valkyrie, honestly. No. And, Valkyrie um, had been known to get beached on its weapon, you know? Yeah, it is a, it's a, a weird trade-off with mm -hmm. an undercutting blade that you have to, you want to have it low, but you go just that fraction too low and it ends up being your downfall and you have to then rework everything to get it a little bit higher up next time. And it's, it must be incredibly difficult to do. I must say it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't want to build one. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to build one on the case of, I don't think I'm skilled enough to build something and know where the right level is between those <laughs> two points. It's I noticed we're talking more about hijinks and not much about Shredderator because 
Shredderator existed. We've talked enough about Shredderator you know? and the, its issues and things over the years. It's a real yeah. shame, but I mean, we're, we're here again. And yeah, it won a fight. It did. A win. It, it did win. Was it the uh, the it Mario Party Luigi wins by doing survived. almost absolutely nothing? <laughs> Something like it, that. It got bonus stars. Yeah. It, for... It's very. It was. It, it was just a very weird fight, and you know, it's it, it just. It's just you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to add. To it it, 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 yeah. it, it, it hurts me. Yeah, it <laughs> you was, know what honestly, I mean? Like, the, you know, we saw how epic the Tombstone versus Shredderator fight was last year. And I kind of thought, hey, maybe we get something similar to that. But it, it I feel let down. But it's just one of those unfortunate things. You know, not it's every fight is going to be a, a ten out of ten, is it? We right. last season. This is a supporter fight. It's on yeah. the Facebook page. It's on the YouTube channel. This year, they're getting the sponsorship. They're getting mm -hmm. names on TV, and that's. That's the benefit of this fight. That's yeah, huge. Which is right. Mm -hmm. No that pun intended. Captain Treadoration and hijinks, Steve. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's one of those where, like, granted, it's not the best fight, but still, people need to, when they're just outright saying this robot is bad, they have to remember yeah. there are people behind the robot's head. Yeah. You know, that's been hours and thousands of dollars and exactly. time. Yeah. Robots are lot... fickle things, and they don't work all the time. And, and they yeah. they will just stop working for the weirdest reasons. You <laughs> scream at them and wonder why, and <laughs> then you move on to the next fight. And yeah. that's what everybody else needs to realize that the robots sometimes just do things that you can't control, and you just gotta go with it and move on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, especially with how dangerous these types of machines are to test. Mm -hmm. I think people ask all the time, they're like, oh, you didn't test it before you got there? Um, well, no, I value the safety not. of myself and I, others. I, I, I kind of want to stay alive this week, thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't want to have uh, property damage on yeah. my <laughs> charges slapped on me because I accidentally ran through a window somewhere, you know? <laughs> uh, it's And it, it is really difficult to try to do full power tests on these systems. A lot of the time, the, the battle box, the first fight, is the first time that you will ever turn on your robot yeah. and mm -hmm. have all of the systems with the proper power. You really just don't know what they're going to do. And even if you do test... Uh, like in a parking lot or something or knock around a tire that's not always representative to what happens in a fight. And because we have so little communication with the robots a lot of the time, if something is going into a thermal shutdown, you don't necessarily know that. Um, we don't have like we don't have any data acquisition systems on our robot. We don't have a laptop that's reading things out. We don't have sensors on the robot that are you know telling us information. Sometimes we just have to make a guess. Yeah. And my guess is that they, the speed controller for the weapon got into some weird loading mode and it had an error and it needed a reboot. Yeah. And you can't yeah. reboot it mid fight. So it's strange because we saw no smoke. It was just, it just stopped. Uh, usually usually there's something visual. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I know that the, the hijinks team did tell us that they were having issues programming this kind of speed controller. Um, mm. It is. It's it's a Vesk speed controller, so it's an open oh. source. So so Rory, Rory, Rory is oh shut. It's Rory, Rory, this is a closed book Rory case. To the Vesky. <laughs> yep, it's a Vesk again. Oh, thanks, Rory. Like a uh, little Ripperoni, the thirty pound one, which I, which I now call Little Rip to differentiate it from the big one. Um, originally, I well, I'm still using Vesks on the drive system for it, but the first event it competed in, I blew up, I believe, three of them. Mm -hmm. um, didn't have the right settings. 
wasn't sure what was happening. Uh, and they don't warn you before they explode. They just explode. They just go. So uh, <laughs> I was so I was at Robot Ruckus 2018 where Craig Danby, bless him, brought a version of Foxic or Foxtrot or one of the many things that he brought. And his they just catch fire. The Vesks caught fire. And thankfully, he was not too far from the door. It's it's scary. <laughs> I yeah, wasn't sat so, too far from him. And he just runs by. And I mean, I mean, the bot is just a flame. Yeah. So maybe the better scenario is that the Vesk gets into a weird mode and it's confused and basically just blue screens. Mm -hmm. Um. I guess that's a little better than losing several hundred dollars in a puff of smoke, but no. still not yeah. great when you're mid-fight. No. Yeah, um, when, when your speaker controller is safe, that, that means the robot's also safe, and that's not good when it's meant to not be safe, I yeah. guess. Um, Steve. Yeah, so back to the drawing board with that. Who's next? So next uh well, well i'll save hijinx's fight for later so <laughs> captain shredder just got riptide uh, so that's gonna <laughs> you ever see a frisbee you ever see a frisbee hit the... you ever get like a frisbee stuck on the roof i think it <laughs> might i think that might happen uh, stuck uh, on the deck you mean right right yeah if we'll, anyone's we'll, seen yeah. link's fight uh project liftoff yeah <laughs> just think that but big look uh, forward to that who knows? We might see an upset, but it's it's looking pretty grim for Shredderator. It's not so a yeah, great choice, right? but I hope it's working right. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, they're not going to have time with a box rush from from that bot. Nope. <laughs> Fight four. <laughs> Rotator versus Jackpot. Uh, Rotator, of course, another robot that's kind of been having minor gremlins with you know the first fight of the season. You know, we saw it was a bit unhappy when it fought Hydra. Uh, Jackpot as well didn't have the best of times against Scorpios. Much, much more like it from Rotator, wasn't it? It was. This I've was seen this fight before. It is a rematch. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It is a rematch. They did. They did. I think. Victor How have they grown? Done. How have they changed? Will the same outcome happen? Y yes. 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 <laughs> yes. All yes, of those things. Rotator is good at it. Rotator is just it's really so good. good. It's great. It's <laughs> it just it really is wonderful. <laughs> I, I'm going to jump straight to the post match in talking about what changed between the Hydra fight and this one is that he just took the whole system, like the transmitted receiver, bin it, put something different in that works and that's reliable. It's just like, yep, great, it's working now. Happy when, days. When when Rotator is on form, it is just a joy to watch around the arena. Like it, it just looks flat and smooth, and the way that it moves around, it's just very precise. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I, I do a disservice to Jackpot as well because J Jackpot is an incredible design, and you know I liked the idea they went with with the kind of the Twin Peaks armor is how Jeff described it. Um, mm -hmm. because. He's right, you know, Victor can just turn around and just use the forks and, and get underneath him that way. So you can't just use a wedge. Mm -hmm. It's one of the... I can't remember how Jake Ewart describes it in his YouTube channel, but it's one of the robots that's difficult to plan for because it has the forky setup and the horizontal setup, similar to how Fusion has the vert and the horizontal. Um, Malice this season has the forks and the horizontal. You know, there's a lot of people using these sort of varying styles of wedges, combat yeah yeah. Like. yeah and uh and just getting around everyone's games for any type of setup you could go for and have everyone second guessing it's it's good to have a it's good to have a robot where there's not a whole, whole lot of safe places to grab it uh when it's when it's running the way it should uh 
Rotator does it, Rotator does Tombstone almost better than Tombstone does, Ooh, where it just gets it clay. and just whips around. Ray, it's, it's just Ray. remarkable. <laughs> she said Tombstone sucks. <laughs> I'll send you Steve's I address. Didn't. It's, uh... In this fight, it just it 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 just did the business, didn't it, Sam? Honestly, it's it just it's just. I mean, it's it it's it's a remarkable. It's just a remarkable robot, and I really do feel bad for Jackpot because. You know, given another day, they're 0 2. You know, maybe they get a win on this. And this is this is is wild that you know, this jackpot team have come 4 0 and then 3 0 and now 0 2 to start their season off, which it must be a whole new experience. They were one of the ones that didn't get two fights last year. Well, they they won all of their preseason matches to get to the bracket, and now they've lost two. It's rough. I mean, the speed of this year is really, really tough. Mm -hmm. Um, There's fewer robots this year than there have been in previous years. It used to be around 65, 68. This year, they only let in 50 teams into the regular season. So just everyone has brought their A game. Everybody knows that there's there's no freebies this time around. Everybody... Yeah, every bot has a chance to win the nut, honestly. Everybody has a chance to... Exactly. Um... There's no gimmies. Not at all. Um, and Jackpot, I mean, where do they go from here? I mean, you know... Do you think they should have run some kind of a fork setup? Or was what I mean, do you the, think Twin the, Peaks was the right way to go? The the lifters are your forks on, on Jackpot. Yeah, but yeah. It's, the, the, the problem with putting them on a lifter like that is that it, it introduced another degree of freedom that the robot hadn't didn't have before. So it's something it, it it's something like you in, you insert a weakness to kind of give a way for the bot to kind of get out of its its way of being flipped upside down, and you know it's the idea of getting getting away from that I situation. Mean, for, for me, I mean, I I, I, I I'll the... be honest, the the forks are almost always up. You know, if 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 ever the forks are down, I mean, we haven't seen them because I, I I know these things are expensive and we don't want to break them, but it's 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 tough for me to to think that. I don't know, because it looks like the forks maybe would have just got crumpled because there's really no safe place to touch rotator. No. Uh, without I mean, I think that the safest game is the Twin Peaks, but I would be interested to see what they would have done with a big front plow. Obviously, mm-hmm. they've done the big rear plow previously, which didn't really help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'd like to see their big front armor package against something like this, but... Then they just run the forks on rotator. That's it's what I mean. Like difficult it, one. They're, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah, because... You come back to Jake again. Like, how do you plan for rotator? It's he's the he's the master tactician. Weld your forks. <laughs> of course. Uh, obviously, obviously. Um, anyway, surgical from rotator, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm glad that it's working again because it's. But as I said, when it when it's working properly, it's a joy to watch, and mm. long may it continue. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more to add really because it was just it was a. No. a Stunning driver performance. Yeah, I'm just hoping Jackpot can get the wheels back underneath them again, you know, and get get a couple wins, get well, into the bracket, maybe catch a low seed, but you know, make some noise. But Rotator is struggle. on their way. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's Jackpot got next, Steve? Well, Ribbit. I know. <laughs> Ribbit. It's it's not the greatest draw. Sorry, Jeff, considering... is, is that a frog in your throat? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Um, God, sorry, God. so. <laughs> Considering the season they've had so far, I figure Jackpot has a better shot, but it's Ribot. Uh, an 0 and 2 Ribot. Um, 0 2 versus 0 and 2. That, that is a str- gotta go. That's a struggle Somebody's town fight, isn't it? There. Like, who would have thought at the start of the season we were saying, oh, yeah, you know, because you know, obviously we all saw who who's fighting who. Mm-hmm. 
Jackpot fighting Ribot, uh, both of them needing a win? I mean, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Do you think Ribot goes undercutter this time because of how effective Rotator was in this fight? Or do you think now that Jackpot's fought Rotator, they'll have a better idea of how to fight? Working, I so. know for a fact that we, we spoke to Jeff in the pits, and before that fight, the Ribot team was swapping packages were they back and As forth they and back and forth <laughs> you know and jackpot was swapping packages back and forth and back and forth oh, so there was a lot of gamesmanship because they could see each other across the pits so they're, they're not far away from each other were they <laughs> no i'll ask anna what, anna what would you do if, if you're if you're either team what would you have done i don't know because i i really respect the modular game but mm. Working on a robot like Ripperoni, which has exactly one configuration and nothing else, I um, I can't even imagine having that axis to play with. There's just so many different options they could go for, right? Like the thing is, they could they could just keep countering and counter countering. It's it's almost like you outthink yourself though with so many yeah. options. Mm. I think we're starting to see that. Uh, where even in even in we, we can even go back to the first fight we're putting really long forks thinking that you're you're basically following the meta the fork game you know or or this or or, or the rock paper scissors a robot fighting this is this is how it always works these are always how these fights end up it's not so simple <laughs> it's not. i think we're starting to get a glimpse of that and the, the sport is evolving in such a way where we're kind of seeing you know we're seeing that develop mm -hmm. so uh, who's rotated to go next Oh yeah, so Rotator has uh, Bloodsport, uh, looking to, you know, not combust. Then again, they got a huge punch in the mouth from a very plucky, very dangerous Copperhead. So mm. I'm looking to see, they've, they've rebuilt the top head, it's not got 3D printed parts anymore, so it's it's going good. Uh, so we'll we'll see how we'll see how they get on with Rotator, because that's, that's going to be a tough shot. That's going to be a tough, tough fight for them. Just want to see Gold Carbide. I, I, I didn't say it because I knew it was coming. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to see. Mm. Um, fight five. Let's move on yeah. to Big Dill and Scorpius. Can I go, sir? Can I? Yeah. Jevon, me because I watched the Builder blog this morning. Oh, you yes. did. Okay. So, um, there's some big damage in this fight, like bigger than you'd expect. Big Dill's front fork. You can see that Scorpios gets a really nice hit across all the forks, and one of them is bent to sort of 45 degree angle. Mm -hmm. um, so that's ruined and that's written off, and the Scorpios team own it now. Um, meanwhile, Big Dill managed to hit underneath one of Scorpios' front plow sections, but we think, or they think, that the forks were on top at the time. And so it's instead of bending it upwards, it's bent the whole thing downwards. And so that's been retired and handed over to the Big Dill team. It's what kind um, of led to their kind of more weird. Yeah, so even watching this fight, like live and on TV, we're thinking, oh, Big Dill's hit one of the front sections upwards. No, that one's the normal one. The other one is yeah. down now. Um, this is a strange fight. Um, there's there's some great hits from that new big deal weapon that right like i was so surprised at how what effective we all forget it was. is that it's basically warhawk meets magnetar in there now yeah. um, with a little bit of crusty grab yeah you know, yeah which this... big deal kind of already kind of has that dna anyway that's that's potentially a scary outcome yeah. because oh boy i would not want to fight it um and it gave Scorpios a run for its money. Scorpios were not winning this fight until Big it was. Dill just until sort it of was. grounded out. Yeah. This yeah. is our yeah. this is our second fight where a robot just stops 
un unknowingly just 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 grounds out and something very unhappy happens on the inside there was a little and... fire i think you can kind of see it more at yeah. one point towards the end of the fight it's, it's such a shame because big deal you know again that f the first fight they wanted to use the hammer saw hammer mm -hmm. saw set up against hijinks and then obviously they fight they get to use their their vertical setup against scorpios and it's looking really good and oh what a shame what i think what a shame we can we can take away from this fight big deal were uh, an alternate for this season. They were a yes. reserve that got to come in. Mm -hmm. And the reason they were kind of reserve, I feel, is because production didn't really see them as a viable threat to some of these robots. And I think this is a start of a road, potentially, depending on how the other fights go, of showing this machine means business and can be classed as one of the big hitters in the season. Like... Scorpios is a difficult robot to fight for anyone. Uh, I, I'll speak about it a little bit in um, this week's thing that on my channel. But uh, Scorpios is virtually unkillable. It's the wild thing of BattleBots, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who it's it's the perfect comparison. Robot. It really is the perfect comparison. They really are that bot. It's just, that just so does durable not die. and yeah. and also can deliver hits. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, can now. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, it's a difficult robot to fight and. Big deal were really bringing the fight to them. So massive, massive kudos to the Big Deal team, Emmanuel, everyone. It just, it was such a great showing until Big Deal did the the thing it has been doing a little bit recently. It kind of desoldered itself and things went apart from there from what it did. Did, did, did things did desolder. That I did yeah. I do remember I I think I've read that. Yeah. Where like contacts desoldered and things yeah. were very unhappy. Maybe that was the fire. <laughs> Which again is something that you can't really test until you're in the battle no. box because you can't be running you can't be running your spinner around at full speed. No. That was it, again. wasn't it? I think they said that, you know, the kind of the additional draw and kind of yeah. ev everything to do with the spinner and kind of the additional stress. It's the first time they've used the spinner mm -hmm. and, and they're always gonna find it's There's effectively new bot issues. issues, isn't it? It's yeah. it's the little gremlins that will bury themselves away uh, as this goes on. And um, I look forward to big deal fights in the future because this was very entertaining. Yeah. I don't think they use it in this fight, but uh, Big Dill has a mini bot called <laughs> Red Hot Chili Pepper, and it looks very reminiscent reminiscent of. Ripperoni, all of its, you know, it's very long and then it's got a really big disc in the middle. And I absolutely love watching it. It is so cute. It's just, you know, the, the gyroscopic procession of it is wild. It's got this crazy <laughs> weapon. It just brings so much joy to their fights. Uh, Maybe we'll we see it in a fight coming up. Season. You know. Well, who is coming up next, I guess? <laughs> yes. David, you so... thought that was very good segue. That was one of my. I know. I know. <laughs> This is why I'm here back up this time. You know? <laughs> there you go. So Big Dill has to go over and fight uh, their their brother in disc now in Mad Catter. Uh, Somewhere in the family tree. Enjoy the family tree comparisons yep. uh, of the, the Seattle teams. Um, and then you can have uh, the fight that everyone's asked for and no one wants in Scorpios and Sawblaze. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I really, really hope some the BattleBots team of getting all of this out of their system this season so we don't have to go through it again we don't yeah. need it yeah this oh, it's just stop doing the same weapon types it's not enjoyable yeah. for anyone I, I get why they're doing it because it, the the narrative writes itself but i mean yeah. everyone has been asking for it except for the teams um yes 
and they're building narratives and we I, I think we've we've built on that as these episodes have gone on mm-hmm. uh as we've been go- as we've been covering them is that they are building narratives they're building stories they're building rivalries they're they're you know showing how two solutions to a problem if you, if you put two teams in a room and lock them away and say solve one problem they'll come up with two completely different solutions to that problem uh and so, but sometimes you know sometimes things you know mirror but they're not always the same you know to a t uh so you know battlebot supporters have actually seen a little preview to this on the supporter group Uh, i think Mm -hmm. diana put it up Uh, i won't spoil it because i don't know if it's public or not yet at the time of release but uh, when it does come up there's a a call from zach for something to happen for that fight so look forward to that there you go so it's a i always think it's more fun when they put together robots that uh are very different weapon types like that's a huge bummer about our sister team, Starchild. They got a schedule packed full the big of boys. The big oh, yeah. weird robots. It's the big yeah. boys, yep. And the whole point of that robot is to fight low, small, regular robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So almost like how huge fought Blip. It's the yeah. almost complete opposite size wise. Yeah. Uh, that's what you want to see. You know, you want to see variation. You don't want to see the same two things to, you know all the time. You want to see, you know. Mm-hmm. How do and different styles work, right? It's also not even a good comparison because I, I see what the fans are saying that they're like, well, which one's better? We want to know which one's the top design. But the, by putting them against each other, you're not really learning anything. I think you <laughs> exactly you, you need to put them against the same different a variety of different robots, and then yep. you'd be able to see the pros and cons of each specific design. Actually, there's a part of BattleBots 2019, the oh, World Championship 4. Do apologize. Yeah. Um, they have, the, they, they I, should um, retro those, shouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. The, I, know the, I know the wiki has. Yeah. Just dub over every line now that it comes oh, out. He's just World Championship. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it was Monsoon and Valkyrie um, for the same robots, sort of, kind of throughout their season. So Ragnarok, uh, each other, Hypershock. And they used to do that. They used to like kind of put them into like pools, didn't they? Of, of, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a more interesting route to go and see who fares better against mm. this set of robots. Hmm. What you've done there, Jevon, is you've made the Robot Wars reboot and just the round robins. Yes, that's exactly what you've done. It also, you sounds them. like something that may be on my channel, but we'll gloss over that. <laughs> Let's move swiftly. Never on. heard of it. <laughs> the penultimate What's fight. Next wars. <laughs> The penultimate fight this week. We mentioned um, Valkyrie a second ago. Yes. Um, Valkyrie also going for the kind of weird wedge disruptor fork. Can I say Sir Lance a Valk. weird thing? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. there was there's there's a weird thing that I noticed when this bot came out, and I don't know if it's just me, but I swear I think this fork is on the wrong side of the robot. I think it should be on the other side because it, it seems like it, it kind of blocks the yes. Undercutter. Yeah, right? like, and, and that's the you know you'd you'd think that that's exactly what you want the undercutter to just be able to sweep kind of like a lawnmower and get yes. whatever's at the bottom there, but instead you put this fork. Yeah, um, it should be on the other side so we can kick the leg up if it gets in the way. We're here. Well, I mean, you see in the fight, it eats it, uh, <laughs> and it just pops out the other side, and then all of a sudden, now it's just you know just plain old Valkyrie. It does what it did with the mammoth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Driving was excellent from David on the Banshee yes. team. You know, straight across the box. Banshee was quick out of yeah. the traps, wasn't it? My goodness. Straight over, flipped it over, kind of left it upside down as well, cleverly, because the disc was kind of a bit just just too high to kind of 
do any major damage really. It just kind of grazed the top. I might have hit the flipper arm a few times, but nothing, you know. I think it's nicely housed, isn't it? Yeah. It's housed nicely, buried within the robot. There's, you've not got the front forks or anything on this version. It's like behind that big front wedge. Kind of lucky style in a way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it works. It works really nicely. Yeah. It's it's like watching his smaller robots of uh was Kelpie, Kelpie. and the Highlander. Yeah. Uh yeah, very yeah. similar ideas where they're just very quick, very nimble, uh, you know, can get in and out of situations and, you know, get a good flip or two. Uh and it it it, it did it did remarkably well in controlling probably one of the most dangerous spinners in the field, a former most destructive winner. You know, that's another mm-hmm. thing that like it's very important to remember is that, you know, Valkyrie um even though it hasn't been so successful when it gets to the when it gets to tournament time, it's still a killer. Uh, one of the most replayed fights is its fight against Rotator, and you know it very easily could go that way in this fight, but it just never seemed to get going. And once it got mm. upside down, uh, Banshee just kind of played around with it, and just until the bell, until the bell told, uh, it was just a it was just a pure control fight. Yeah, and, and I, I think was, I was going to ask actually, I know you, you've essentially poached the Valkyrie driver uh, in Fred. <laughs> This is true. Like, is is the part of you like obviously you know has he ever commented before how difficult Valkyrie is to drive in comparison to something like Ripperoni or is I mean is is there even any kind of parallels you can draw from either of the two? Yeah, as uh, the first time he drove Ripperoni, you know, with the flywheel and everything in the box, he immediately said that is the best driving robot I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it does seem like Valkyrie's just like a bit of a handful because all that kind of weight is the at weight the front. Is is right in the front and there's there's no weight on the wheels mm-hmm. uh that's something that um uh, like with ripperoni we try to keep it really short and really long uh to make sure that we don't have too much weight that's kind of sagging in the middle like also keep as much weight back on those wheels as possible uh valkyrie definitely has um has has an a, a tough weight distribution that does make it difficult to control mm-hmm. um but Lucy's a fantastic driver. Um, mm-hmm. She's got hot leaf juice, yep. winning all over the place with that. She's just so smart and so capable. And I really hope that uh, she gets the practice that she needs to be able to absolutely kill with this thing. Um, I think that's the, you know, that that's what's really tough about getting to the 250 class. Every robot behaves differently. Yeah. You would think that uh, experience transfers, but it really doesn't. Every robot that you drive you have to learn everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I hope that they figure it out. Yeah, as as do we all. Uh, It'll come with practice. It's the same yeah. with the, the Gigabyte team this season. It's, yep. it's new to them driving it, and, you know, they, they will improve over time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Steve? Yeah. What comes next for these two? Yeah, let's see. So up next for Valkyrie is a one in one Malice, uh, who have had, you know, success a, a fortunate win against yes. Emulsifier for sure. And yeah, did well against Lockjaw, but didn't come out with it. It's kind of like right. It's, it's strange, but yeah, we're on. still a lot of, still a lot of unknowns about this this new two new drivers new as well. Malice. Yes, mm. this is true. Yeah, David Liao and uh, you know with with Lucy Dew, we'll, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see who comes out on top fight. in that matchup. Really interesting. And fight. then, <laughs> and then uh, Banshee goes up against Emulsifier, who's just who's just looking for some luck. 
anything you know that's a full on fight isn't it that's, yeah. it is yeah. yeah isn't isn't that just crazy how they how they uh they look into that oh was it this episode where we saw some uh some some beetle weight fights or you can cut this if it, if we have it, it, was, it, it was, um, that was that was last week it was last that week. was last week okay yeah. yeah uh i like how they they reference norwalk they reference the small bots it's it's so important for the longevity and survivability of the sport that there's more than just one event in the world to go see there's tons of small bots to go yeah. see there's it's something that of, yeah. it took is it's weird that it's taken this long for them to start referencing this sort of thing mm-hmm. and like i think i know robot wars used to do it as well like not reference the past at all or anything mm-hmm. outside of it but um they they finally came around sort of towards the end of its run and mm-hmm. battlebots seem to be getting into the swing of things now where they're like acknowledging these other competitions and saying and you can do this too at a smaller yep. weight class, and it's great fun. And go and do it. And and you should. I, I like it's, it. It's great fun. Well, yeah. it also it uh you know the like Norwalk being around and being so popular now, it makes a lot of sense at BattleBots to look at it because that's where the ideas are being born. Yeah. Um, you know, we prototyped Ripperoni as a smaller robot first. Starchild came from Norwalk. Emulsifier, mm-hmm. Shredit Bro. Um, a lot of the rookies this year have built subscales in the past. And Horizon, I think that one. when you're looking at getting into combat robotics, if your eventual goal is to make it on the show, showing that your robot uh, can perform and that you can build a machine that's a lot smaller works really good on your mm. application to BattleBots, the TV show. I think it, it makes a lot of sense for them to start doing this. And I think like it, you're building your resume for a job. You know, yeah, you absolutely. Need that experience. <laughs> if you, even if you can run a tournament, like it shows BattleBots that you can, you have the longevity, you can work in the pits and you can work to deadlines and things that they, they love that stuff and they'll eat it up all day long because mm-hmm. they, they work to a tight schedule. They're a TV show. They need to. So yeah, it's, it's always going to be a good thing. And I I reckon we'll see potentially, I mean, we saw Pete there at um, December, was it December finals or was it? Yeah, yeah, it was finals, yeah. Um, but I, I half wonder if that was doing some headhunting, scoping it out and seeing who was who and what was new on the scene and who might be applying to BattleBots in the future so that he can go back. Was and he scouting? Selection committee. Is he a sports go... scout for BattleBots? <laughs> is that his new role? He's on the selection committee. This is true. He does whisper to bots, I have. Don't I've tell never, them, Jevon. Know. They'll send flames after him. They'll send people in the streets with pitchforks. <laughs> you know it's true. You all know that Pete's the nice one and you leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> They're all nice, really. They are. Uh, Speaking of speaking of nice, nice things, things, David, you're wearing your tantrum T-shirt. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> the main events. Okay, I'll, I'll just move this into for, shop. For, you know? First, know. first things first. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. The fact that they. Oh, Why are we fact, doing this, BattleBots? The it fact does they feel painful. They move back. They, to this not, again. Like, they they put a load of like comments and things are like no why are you doing this please stop yeah. we've just recovered from the whole final quarterfinal it was cringy, wasn't it i really quite liked the the way they built it up at the very opening of the whole show and saying this is what's happening this is why we're doing it this is the fight that's finishing tonight mm-hmm. that's the way to do it and don't then go into the <laughs> And this is the biggest controversial fight online and everybody's upset about it and, uh, and Jake just, wants some salt it, on his... It goes back to what I said earlier about like there are people behind these robots, you know, that yeah. it's, just, it's not fair on them. I mean, we spoke to the, the Seems Reasonable guys 
in you know about this fight last year we kind of mm-hmm. said to them you know that they had a lot of it was still very fresh at the time mm. even they even, had even so much still it, yeah. it, it it's it, it's it's less of having maybe maybe they didn't have to deal with it as much at the event but of course seeing it online and seeing all the the outpour of emotions we'll call them mm-hmm. online uh yeah, it was a. Uh, it, it was, was tough. a lot. It was tough. I really hope that the the viewers of this or the listeners of this podcast, we can plead to you that just because you're behind a computer screen, that doesn't mean that there aren't people at the other end of these robots. And yeah. what yeah. you say is hurtful. Mm-hmm. If it's negative, it will be upsetting to other mm-hmm. people. And you know, you wouldn't say it in person, to someone, or maybe you would, and maybe you need to assess some things about that. <laughs> um, but. Just, just be decent. Yeah. Just be decent in what you are saying to other people. Standing human beings. Yeah. The, the we, gra- we pride ourselves on the community of this sport, and <laughs> everybody roughly likes everybody else in this sport and has respect mm-hmm. for everyone in this sport. The Greg be- Gibson phrase Gage. comes yeah. comes to it, mind, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Just, just don't be a dick. It's that easy. Yeah. It's that easy. I mean, also. You know, don't be a dick to the judges. Uh, the judges no, have a really exactly. hard job, and they have to watch the same fight that everybody else watched from sometimes even fewer camera angles, and mm-hmm. they have to make a decision on the spot that is, you know, potentially going to end the run of one robot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely, I, I can see that being such a tough job. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that other sport leagues put their referees and shot callers into a whole separate <laughs> room and they don't release their names to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of stress that you're putting someone under. And the referees and the, the judges, they're also human. And, you know, it it is battle bots. Sometimes somebody does make the wrong call or the wrong decision. And, you know, we're, we're all human. We're all doing, we're all trying our best. No one is We're trying. in the sport yeah. trying yeah. to I mean, maliciously, you know, destroy someone else's tournament run. <laughs> like behind the scenes, the all the bots. There's no scriptwriters all... in battle bots. There's none. Exactly. <laughs> There's a phrase like quite behind like. the scenes. We're all friends. At the end of the day, we just want to see good robots win, mm. and all the robots deserve to to have a fair shot. So. Yeah. There's a phrase I like, which is... Change it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. The, the phrase that I like is, at the end of the day, it gets dark. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, do you know what? Does it really matter? Like, it, does it in the in the grand scheme of the cosmos and everything else, and I'm going, like, very, you know, out, out there. Very the esoteric. But, like, you does, it, been away does it... What happens when we record at half past one in the morning? It is true. <laughs> but, like, does it, re- does it really matter? Like, at the end like, of the day, like, you know... This is a very silly hobby. It's very fun. You know, we all love it. We all, you know, want the show and the sport to succeed. But, like, does it really matter no. in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things? You know, uh, life would continue without a... it, right? But, like, my, my point is more. Yeah. It's just, I think that it is just a good bit of fun. And, mm-hmm. just, it, it, like, yeah, take it seriously. By all means, you know, take your hobby seriously and whatever else. Just remember it for what it is. But on that, Tantrum did win last year on Damage and Aggression. It so did. Shut yep. up. And <laughs> but I will say that, that, that this fight, in inclusion with, and they also they they put it in the episode where it was, it was the Witch Doctor Minotaur fight. These two fights, among other things, introduced new rule changes that mm-hmm. yeah improve the sport. You yeah. have the appeals process, Absolutely. which which gives gives it back to the teams and gives the judges another chance to look at the fight. You know, it it kind of gives the judges a saving grace. You know, where like if I don't get it right in the moment, I'm not under 
immense amount of pressure to get it. Per I, I still want to get it right the first time, so I don't make more work for myself. But you know, it's 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 not more so times than not you can dry. judge a fight on on what you've seen. But yeah. there are the matches that you you'll miss stuff, and you yeah. you will need to go back through the footage, and you will need to see stuff. And yeah. you know, again, working to the schedule that BattleBots works. Mm -hmm. More often than not, they're going to go off of what you saw in the fight. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the appeals process works nicely because they do that in the background to the other fights going on. That appeals process takes time and they do take their time with it so that it um, the, the right outcome is is found. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the match steward uh, kind of protects the judges from, you know, direct Big up uh, Jeff interaction. <laughs> Stop. Uh <laughs> yeah, we love my time. I, I'm like... I do... I want to talk about this fight quickly i mean tantrum bossed it it was yeah it was a slam if, if ever there was a question there isn't yeah. anymore yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this was the fight that brought my voice on its downward trend that eventually got ruined in the ripperoni fight you yeah know? this this <laughs> our throats were already wrecked by this point and then ripperoni happened and then we were on three yeah. lozenges a day after that we were on three <laughs> lozenges <a day. laughs> He's to go pay Martin Mason a visit with his powder. His, 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 yeah. his, his it, was, it was at this point where powder. I started pantomiming fight, 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 fight. Oh, fight, really? Yeah, we did in the end have to. And, and that was the only way to survive two weeks. Now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there like, were now. fights in which I did shout a lot afterwards yeah. and regretted it, but didn't. The other thing about this fight I kind of want to highlight and kind of bring a lot of credits to is a certain villain of BattleBots. He's so lovely, isn't he? Like, He's so lovely. A classy, classy, classy response at the end, right? Like it was just, he's just like, yeah, well, they they beat me fair and square. They won. Mm -hmm. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Deep Villain down. since when? Deep, deep down, he's as as you described it before, Jevon. He's a teddy bear. So. He is a teddy bear. He yeah. is. He's lovely to talk to, and. Um, yeah, I hope I'm not ruining his image. <laughs> um, I mean, if he wants it ruined, then fine. If not, then... You're his reverse PR man now, Jeff. Yes. Look, I've already uh, cursed Hypershock. What else can I do? Yeah. But there were just moments in this fight where just you thought Hydra could have had a chance to get up underneath him and just never got that shot. I guess and Jake one flip. That one flip, yeah. That's they, about it. They worked on that Shreemek hard. Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. And they they just get away from another flip, too. Yeah. Tantrum's upside down. Here comes Hydra. Yep, oh, Dylan's no. It's, on point here we go. Fight. And they just get away. Uh, and then just... it's. I, I imagine it's very similar to how Tantrum won the fight against Witch Doctor, just less... Peel the chassis. Obvious. Just yeah. peel the chassis and the wheels yeah. don't touch the ground. There's anymore. a great photo. Or, or that... peel the wheels. It is just mm. a, a nice little coiled up bit of metal underneath that just lifts everything up and it doesn't touch the floor anymore. And that's your lot. And some Hide. debris on the magnets as well. But yeah, yeah, that'll that'll do it. I guess that's um, the theme of the episode is high centering, right? Yeah, big it is, Yeah, that has happened quite a bit, hasn't it? Three or three uh, or four fights, certainly. We we love the new rules, like as builders, the no no crab walking, the if yes. you're moving, you're in. If you're not moving, you're out. Um mm -hmm. I love that there's no ambiguity anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, there it is. There's no 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 unsticking. No, well, they, they do still do some unsticking, but not mm. as much as they used to. You really have to have... If you get stuck on the arena, then that's it. If you and get stuck it. together, they will unstick you. Yeah. I can't remember the number of times. I think it's like once or maybe twice in a match, and then they give up because it's taken too long. Yeah, um, and I think that it depends on the unstick. Yeah. Um, like the, you know, the, the Sawblaze Hypershock situation, <laughs> the kiss of death there, that, that oh. was not unstickable. Um, <laughs> But no. you know, I like that. Close close the box. Whatever happens, happens. 
you know, a different day, it could have been a different result. Mm -hmm. Every robot is good. Every robot deserves to be there. Mm -hmm. It's just how's the I coin going to flip today? When we see the rules revisions for this year, uh, 2023, for the next season of BattleBots, mm -hmm. I don't think much will change. I think this has been the most solid set of rules we've had in a ever. Um, in ever. In ever. And yeah, it, it works solidly and treats everyone fairly. Mm -hmm. Steve, I come to you, my yes, friend. I know. Who's next for... Let's go for Hydra first. So, yeah. So, next for Hydra, uh, they're going up against uh, free shipping. Mm -hmm. uh, so, hopefully, airmail is cheap because mm. I <laughs> see free shipping flying, possibly. Uh, but you never know. I, 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 I think there is a world where free shipping may get a, a cheeky hit or two on Hydra. And, you know... Gary's it, it, a good it, driver. Yeah, and... Uh, and uh, Hydra's first season out, uh, a hit along the backside uh, knocks a chain loose, and then that's the end of it. So it's very possible, you know, to get around, get around Jake, uh, possibly. But I, I, I see airmail in 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 for shipping future, absolutely. And then uh, I, can, I can hit can't stop, won't stop playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get the uh, the uh, team seems reasonable match with Tantra. The, the round of eight matchup that could have been. Which is, it, it's strange to see how their records are at this point in the tournament. Round of Very strange. Semi-final on that Semi one. It would have been, yeah. yeah, it would have been, yeah. But this is a strange situation to find both teams in, where I know we talked about this last week, but now that we know the the results of this tantrum fight, what do you do? Do you... You have a good scrap is what you do. Yeah. You don't start playing I mean, bracketology at this point. Yeah, you want to go win. Well, well, I'm sure we'll ask them at some point, but like, I'm mm -hmm. sure there must be like, a teeny tiny temptation to like, Blips over two. Tantrum's got a win. You know, let's tip the odds in the face. I'm sure there must have been then, some. Yeah. Small, I mean, I know they're not that kind of team. We know they're not that kind of team. No. And we Leave a comment in the in the comments below. Do you want us to talk to that team in full uh, for Ooh. that fight? I think that'd be a good one. I think it'd be yeah. a good one. But there is one robot we haven't talked about future fights for yet. Mm -hmm. Anna, it's yourself and Ripperoni. You're, you've got two fights coming up still. Hijinx and Cophead. They could be more different. Hijinx, you know, big, the big spindly owl and the teeny tiny compact snake. Brick. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's just a big solid lump the of brick. metal. Um, initial thoughts, feelings, everything else. Um, well, I guess our, our strategy thus far has been don't get hit in the butt. Uh, we really don't have a ton of armor on the robot, especially not in the back. So it's really going to be a game of trying to stay pointed to them, trying to get the weapon. You know, if we have to go weapon on weapon, we'll do it. Just anything to keep them away from our backside. Um, but they they are two very, very different robots. One also has a lot of weapon reach. The other is just super, super fast. So a lot of, um, you know, at this point we were thinking like, we have to drive well. We have to make sure that all of the systems are functioning. We have to make sure that that flywheel does not go go down for any reason. Because if we lose our maneuverability, somebody's going to clip us. Um, mm -hmm. Both these weapons are really powerful, so we we have to be really careful. Um, I'm going to say the another thing that we talked about with um, Lindsay from behind the box while we were up in the stands. Obviously, we did our predictions for the whole time we were there we, we do a predictions game every year and we decided to play it live this year because that would be cheating otherwise. so much harder so, so much, much harder, harder. but in, no, in the fair. ripperoni fight with endgame 
when we were trying to decide who to go for, Lindsay just turns to us and says, do it imbue chaos <laughs> and uh and it's, i think that's how it's funny how ripperoni's gonna win this season is imbue chaos <laughs> I mean, you, you say that i mean i, I say there's there's a, about a group of about 10 of us 12 of us who, who who do these predictions every year every single person went for endgame egg on our face egg on our yes. face and yeah. i'm so happy to be wrong you yeah. have no idea um were you confident at this point kind of thinking you know you've obviously got a win under your belt with endgame you've had a good fight with with Gruff, we kind of thinking, okay, as long as we don't do absolutely terribly and just like don't work at all against these two robots, we're thinking, okay, we're probably going to get in the bracket here. Was that, were you starting to think about that or is it all like still just next fight, next fight? I mean, it was definitely in the back of our heads, but you know, especially with that end game fight being so unpredictable, you always have to like, like you can't let yourself think like that because really anything can happen and underestimating a robot is like one of the worst things that you can do. Mm-hmm. You absolutely mm-hmm. need to go into every fight knowing that you could very well lose. You, you know, you can very well lose horribly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you you have to be prepared for that. You you can't um you can't let yourself think any kind of oh we got this in the bag. So especially with such a new system, um, we were very focused on looking for all of the places that we had issues. Mm-hmm. Like we we didn't come out unscathed against Endgame. We also took a ton of damage. So making sure that everything is patched up properly so that we don't have a, um, a situation where a component that was already broken breaks again or something like that. Just making sure that it's all ready to go because having our only ever win be against endgame while epic um, <laughs> it's a bit of an anomaly right <laughs> would also yeah. be a little bit of a bummer if we never got to do that again so Fair enough. definitely moving forward looking at the next match quite right too and that pretty much wraps it up we have one final listener question uh, this is this is the possibly the biggest one okay and i'm sure you've been asked it before but we're gonna answer it once and for all uh, it's from Sean Peterson on Facebook, a guy called Aiden Muted on Discord, and me. And this is a very important one to me. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Yes or no? Pineapple absolutely belongs on a pizza. Oh, God. Uh, Hawaiian <laughs> is actually win. our favorite kind of pizza as no, a team. And every time we're ordering pizza, we are ordering Hawaiian. <sighs> We have nice. the Hawaiian shirts with both Ripperoni and Starchild on them that are so awesome. You should have known the answer. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the summer look for this year. Oh my goodness. That's... Things Sam doesn't like, the, the new switchback pineapple on pizza. Salty. Yeah. So many interesting okay. things going on there. For, for context, I don't like pineapple by itself, so I mean, you know, having it on pizza probably is not going to be a good thing for me anyway. So you've never had it on pizza? Oh, I have. I just don't like pineapple oh. anyway. It's just, oh, okay. It doesn't. It just doesn't do it for me. But because um, so that always gets me where people on this anyway, people don't like, like pineapple in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really speak. I can't eat pizza, so uh, <laughs> just a fake fan. So I mean, let's say pineapple salsa also super cool. If pizza's yes. not your vibe, maybe pineapple, pineapple salsa, salsa. tacos. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Oh god, uh, don't talk about tacos. It's just bro. pineapple Go in back a to Vegas tin. Again on that one. <laughs> yeah. Pretty or, sure like, tomatoes a fruit anyway, so basically. I think pineapple. Totally belongs on pizza. So there, Absolutely. We, there we have it. For, uh, officially, yeah. you know, that is the debate settled forever. The captain mm. of the pizza-based BattleBots team says that pineapple yeah. does belong on a pizza. You want a good spicy and sweet throw jalapeno and pineapple? 
It's actually not bad. Bacon it's it's maybe pretty cool. Instead of ham. Oh, absolutely. Ooh. See? I've but, got to bed in a minute. I can't be making a snack right if, now. If I remember correctly. If, if I remember correctly, pizza doesn't float your boat, you can eat something else. It's true. right. It's true. Yeah. You don't have We're to have gonna it. be over here with the pineapple. You have free will. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember oh. correctly from our interview, mushrooms on pizza. I yes. don't like mushrooms yeah. either. This is not good. I don't like them. <laughs> They're like slugs. I don't like them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, derailed so badly. Absolutely at the end. horrendous <laughs> note. I have to say, Anna, thank you so much for joining us and being a, a good sport and just and, th and thank you for bringing a wonderful robot to BattleBots. It's, yes. a, a, it's an absolute joy to have you on and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for letting me talk about my silly, silly pizza robot that I had yeah. so much fun building <laughs> that our team really, really loves and is so excited about. I'm glad that people are getting as much enjoyment out of it as we are. I think yeah. I think there's definitely a, a new fan favorite about pizza. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. pizza. With all that said, I am Savannah64. I have been Steve the American Killjoy. Pizza World of Woodrow. <laughs> I've been David Smeg. And I'm Anna Zolnikov. And myself, David, and Jevon, we'll see you next week for more BattleBots action. And maybe Steve, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? You <laughs> missed me completely. I said you. I'm so sorry. And yeah, Steve, Steve instead. instead. Steve. Right, so, sorry, Steve, you're, you're banned. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. And we're off the air. <laughs>